The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. Listeners, today is Sunday, July 16th, 2023, day three of Exotica Miami. I'm your host, Papi Chulo, here live at the Miami Airport Convention Center for the largest adult expo in the nation, where anyone and everyone can explore their wild side. It is day three, and through these podcast episodes, you're going to feel as if you are in the middle of this phenomenal convention. Stay tuned for interviews with some of your favorite porn stars, content creators, cam models, and sex experts. You might hear interviews with some of the vendors as well. You're going to get a front row seat at several of the seminars that are part of the Exotica Seminar Series. So, what are we waiting for? Our exclusive coverage of Exotica Miami Day 3 starts in 3, 2, 1. This is Papi Chulo here at Exotica Miami 2023, and I'm here with the man behind Cox Models, Connor Cox. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Great to talk to you. How are you doing? It's great to chat with you as well. I'm pretty good. It's day three. I'm exhausted, like most of y'all are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Working the working the showroom, but I'm really glad to get the chance to speak with you. You have been in the industry for quite some time, and you've been doing some big things with Cox Models. So I want to get your take on why you decided to launch your own agency? Um, it just sort of was a natural development um, that made sense at the time. It's kind of an experiment that just uh, ended up working out. And, um, and yeah, so I mean, I started as a performer and then uh, had a couple of girls I was friends with that knew what I was doing. So I, it sounded like fun to them. They wanted to start doing it. So I started introducing them to the people that I had worked with. And then uh, I had a friend that was like, maybe you should put these girls on a website and start, you know, give you a little something more legitimate to get them work from. And then, uh, you know, just word of mouth from there and other people noticed the website. We just started getting more models and it, uh, yeah, it just kind of took off from there. And uh, let's be honest, I mean, because you've been there, you've been in the industry, you've seen it happen. There are so many performers that have started their own agency. And I mean, just to keep it for real, for real, I mean, it's lasted, what, maybe like a year, a year and a half at max. And, and it, you know, it went from maybe an idea of like turning it into like the next big thing, but then it turned into like maybe like a boutique type of thing, and then it just completely vanished. So right. why do you think Cox Models was able to survive for what is it now, like a full decade, right? Yeah, I don't think it's one certain thing. I think it's uh, just a lot of hard work, consistency, um, just trying to raise the bar. When I came into this, I, I saw some ways that I thought that things could be improved and, and uh, we just were like, let's provide customer service, let's embrace the fact the internet's provided an even playing field and it's not just going to be big companies in the future, it's going to be people coming out of nowhere being successful, so let's not try to act like we're too good for anybody or, you know, let's just, just be welcome to, to business in general and let's we'll, we'll scourge the internet for as many contacts as we possibly can and it's just like all those things together and uh, just treating people well, putting relationships first, um, giving producers and models what they want, matching up people well and just uh, being professional and you know and staying on the on the legal legal legally correct side of things as well and just the, everything combined. Um, and it's, it's just a lot of hard work. I think a lot of people are not ready for it. it sounds more fun than it is. Um, but uh, it's a lot of computer work, a lot of phone calls and text messages and uh, yeah it, it's a fun too from time to time but uh, but yeah it's 
not not meant for everybody. You have to have a really good temperament for this. That's the truth. Yeah, I believe that 100%. The industry is consistently evolving, and there's been a huge evolution in the industry over the past couple of years. In particular, because of websites like OnlyFans, you know, really emerging as an avenue for performers to create content. I mean, content creators, I mean, it's now a profession because of websites like that. I want to get your take on, as someone who's in it, as a performer, as a director, as a producer, but on top of that, as someone who owns an agency, I want to get your take on this evolution that's currently happening in the industry. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely changed a lot from when I started uh, 11 years ago. When I started, um, the old performers just shot for studios. Performers didn't really shoot their own content. Maybe some of the big ones had their own membership sites or something like that. But it was it was pretty rare and not something most people did. Unless they were getting hired by studios, they weren't shooting. Um, and now everyone's a producer. Every model's also a producer, pretty much. Um, if they're not when they enter, then they are within a short period of time. Um, so it, it's definitely changed things a lot. It's brought a lot of more people to the industry, so the industry itself has grown, which is good. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, our, we're still very much in the classic business model of booking models, paid work with studios. And so, I mean, in, in a lot of ways, it's made it um, probably more difficult in that aspect. But the fact that there's more models and more successful producers kind of has helped balance it out a little bit. So, um, so I mean, we're doing better and better and better. But uh, so I guess it's been a good thing overall. But it's definitely, um, you know, it leads, we, we have to adapt to everything that's happening. Absolutely. No, that's very true. And the industry and the performers have done a really good job of adapting to all of the changes in the industry. I mean, there have been huge seismic shifts in the industry and the culture of the industry over the past couple of years, as we were just sort of talking about with OnlyFans and original content and content creators and that sort of thing, but also diversity and diversity initiatives addressing the racism in the industry. We have, we've had a bit of like almost like a mini Me Too type of movement within the industry where performers are a little bit more comfortable and talking about issues with other performers, whether it's like physical altercations or sexual misconduct and that sort of thing. What's your take on just the industry and its consistent evolution with the times? I mean, also, well, I, sh I should also say the sex positivity as well. You know, the fact that bi performers, trans performers, etc., they've been a little bit more embraced by the mainstream side of the industry, whereas before they were sort of seen as kind of like niche genres. Right. No, I mean, I like the overall, you know, acceptance. Like, you know, I think it's it's been a, a good thing. You know, I don't really, uh, I barely am on social media, so I'm kind of, uh, you know, not really necessarily aware of like a lot of the, the drama. Like, I've heard about it. Like, you know, kind of like I guess for what you said, me too stuff. Kind of, you know, makes sense. But um, so I don't know. I mean, it, it's good that. Ultimately, people are trying to make the industry a better place, and uh, you know, I, I, I think uh, it just, if we could just remove judgment, remove the drama, like I mean, I don't know. I think I think people gotta just uh, you know also just focus on what they're doing. Like I, I like to put my head down to work and ignore the, the all the noise. Um, that's just that's just me. I think you know because it's like. Everyone has a different angle. Like for me, I like to. I created my own world within this industry, and that's where it's worth it to me. Um, you know, I, you think about being a part of the industry, or like I, I, I don't know. Like I'm not. I, 
I'm not really looking to make this industry political or like you know it's or overly. I don't know. It's it's kind of interesting how people become activists, I guess, within this industry. Where I'm like, I just don't really feel called to do all that personally. But uh, but you know, I believe in everybody's right to say whatever they want to say. So it's, it's, that's always a good thing. I want to get your take on this. As someone who's been in the industry for a moment, you are a veteran in the industry now, and you're someone who works in front of the camera and is also behind the scenes. What's your take on the term porn star now? Are content creators porn stars? I, I will say, I feel like porn stars can be content creators when they create their own original content, but would you classify a content creator as a porn star? Do you feel like the term porn star is getting watered down, or do you still think there is a significant meaning to that term? Is there weight around the term porn star? Um, I, I think that definitely the there's not as much weight uh, to be termed porn star. Um, you, even just telling someone you're in porn, like if someone meets me and they don't know who I am, like tell them in porn, they automatically assume I'm a content creator, only fans. They they have no idea, you know, the all the sweat, blood, and tears I put into this. Like you know, it, it's uh, no content creators are not porn stars. Porn stars can be content creators unless you're out there shooting um, as a performer with multiple people on set um, you know it, it, you really haven't done what porn stars have historically done I mean it's just a two different jobs like you create porn um, you could be great at creating porn you could be great at performing in the performing you create but a porn star to me the definition is like you're working with major studios with a lot of people on set and um, you know you're shooting for the major companies and you're traveling and, and you know you're putting in your, the work you're not just staying home and, and doing your own thing in your bedroom it's like just really just very different now let's shift gears a little bit and let's talk about your original content because you produce a lot of content man and one of the one of the things that you've really embraced you've embraced pov a lot what goes into the creation of a good pov scene um, being able to keep the camera still, number one, just, uh, you know, being able to just frame things right, um, you know, and being able to just not let the camera bother you and still be able to perform, which really just takes a lot of practice and it doesn't, it's not a very natural thing for most people. It wasn't really for me either, um, but you do a certain number of scenes and you eventually get better and, uh, yeah, it seems like the last, really the last three years people have recognized that I'm a good POV producer and before like I was you know shooting for a number of companies but it was not a lot of POV stuff and now I mean the last few years it's it's uh, POV masters I've been shooting for you know, private casting X Kinky Family um, Sis Loves Me and Perv Mom Team Ski um, you know obviously all my own stuff too so yeah the POV stuff for me uh, apparently um, is, is I've fallen into that niche pretty good yeah absolutely and speaking of a niche that you've been falling into let's talk about all of these step productions that you've been involved in and that sort of thing. It's really taken over the industry. Yeah. And in my opinion... Hey guys, you guys like to come. We're having an after party for Exotica with live performances. Let me get back into it. Um, let's talk about the step genre because it's really taken over the industry. And, you know, as someone who's been interviewing performers for a moment, I feel like 
all of this started off with like the MILF genre. At first it started off with the mother you'd like to fuck, then it became the stepmother you'd like to fuck, and then all of a sudden it turned into the stepsister, the step cousin, the step uncle, the step auntie, and all that kind of thing. But it's really become a huge niche in the industry that has, well, I should say, it started off as a niche, but now it is a power player of a genre in the industry. When you have all of the major studios releasing these, for lack of a better word, incest adjacent yeah. productions. <laughs> I want to get your take on it. As someone who does star in them, yeah. like what's, what's your take on the industry sort of fascination with this incredibly taboo subject? Now clearly, I will say this, none of the performers are related. You know, they got to say step probably a handful of times to make sure for legal reasons and that sort of thing. But I want to get your take on it. So I mean, the porn productions are a reflection of what people are willing to buy. So I, I really think, uh, I mean, you have a lot of performer. I mean, I'm probably not giving you, like, I'm, I'm a very overly honest person. So it's like, I'm, I don't think you got performers or studios doing this because they just love the idea of it. I mean, just be honest. They just, they want to, they, they, you've got to make money in this industry, and that's what people want to buy. So, I mean, the, the consumers are responsible for the, these, these genres. Um, you know, when I was new in, in, to the industry and saw how much it, there was going on that was 11 years ago it was already it was you know the genre but it's just taken off a lot since then but i was surprised of, of how much there was it was i started in florida so uh you know it, it it's always been kind of a more of a major thing in florida but it's even then taken off a lot more since then so um it, it's, a, it's a little strange but i after you know you, you get used to it pretty easily actually though by year two i was probably like oh just whatever like like, you know, you get used to it. And it's like, you're not really creeped out, at least I'm not as a performer, because it's like, you you know who your family members are, you just met this person a lot of times that you're performing with. Clearly it's not your mom or your sister, so it's, you know, it's not a big deal. It's all in good fun. Now let's shift back and, and discussing Cox models, and I want to get your take on what do you look for in regards to someone that you're going to bring in into the agency that you're going to be representing, that you're going to be looking for work for them. What do you look for? We look for whatever companies are going to hire, whatever's going to get them booked, and that typically is just really hot girls and guys. I mean, like just good-looking people. Um, you know, 18 to 25 is a plus. Uh, you know, younger is good. Uh, other than that, just you know, good-looking, in shape, you know, male and female model types. That's you know, really, really about it. Pretty, pretty simple. Um, if they have a big name, that's great. If they're new, that, that's great. I mean, it doesn't really matter too much there. Well, that's interesting. So, no judgment if they're brand new. No, we we we've worked with a lot of brand new models and got them started and and you know, created them um, into you know, building them into porn stars. So, so no, it's totally fine. We can start when they're new. And, and, uh, you know, a lot of companies look for big names, but a lot of companies look for new, you know, uh, talents as well. So, uh, especially new girls. Being a new guy is not so much of a selling point, but, uh, but for girls, that it's, it definitely is a good thing. Um, and, and, you know, as they build up their name, there's a whole other uh, set of producers that uh, become interested as they go on. Absolutely. I think, as you're saying, you know, new guys, a lot of agencies, uh, not agencies, but a lot of production companies aren't really looking for them because they haven't proven themselves. You know, they need... They, the last thing they, anybody wants is a kill fee. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, you don't want the shoot to be canceled because a performer can't, uh, 
live up to the task. Yeah, no, exactly. And you got, I mean, there's just a lot of money on the line with these shoots. You're paying female talents upwards of $1,000 or more. I mean, you're paying a crew, makeup artist, location, all these things. And so if a male can't do his job, the whole scene's ruined. And I mean, it's usually by the time you figure that out, you know, there's already, you guys already had sex or, or tried uh, for a while. And so, you know, female talent's going to want her full rate. And, uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be complicated. So like a guy's got to get it done 99% or to 100% of the time, or uh, or he's not gonna be successful. There's like there you can't you cannot fail even 5% of the time in this industry. Like you gotta bring it every single time, and that's like the vast majority of guys just can't cannot do that. I mean, a lot of the things that work that guys are asked to do are not very natural. No, that's true. I, I think the concept of opening up for the camera and that sort of thing. You know, I've, when I've interviewed other performers, like we've gotten into that, and you know, at the end of the day, sometimes it's not comfortable. Yeah. You know, because you know, I don't think a lot of the viewers really realize what the performers have to do. Because at the end of the day, the performers are performing for us, the viewers. So we want to see the penetration. And at times, you know, the the actual position that you get into to like show off the penetration is not the most comfortable. Right. No, exactly. I mean that there's that's definitely a, a thing that a lot of guys have a challenge with just opening up. Because um, there's just a certain way that like humans are like kind of built to fuck naturally. Um, but then what what you're asked to do in porn, um, you know, the, the guy's gotta not hunch over the girl, you gotta you can't cast a shadow over them, you gotta definitely show the penetration. There's a lot of stop and go, you know, cutting to like figure out what your next lines are or to move to a different location or whatever it may be. You know, stop and go. I mean, especially if it, it drags out over a number of hours. Very unnatural um, for a guy, but uh, those are the types of things that they are asked to do regularly. Now, what's coming up for you? I know you shoot a lot of content, so this might be a little difficult to answer, but is there anything that's coming up in particular that you want the listeners to know about that they should be checking out? Um, I've been shooting a ton of porn for Team Skeet lately, uh, a lot for Sis Loves Me and Perp Mom, and then there's a site, a new site they put out called Secrets that uh, I believe I'm, I'm the only one that has shot for that yet, but I may might add some other people, I don't know. Um, but, uh, but, but there's that. I've been doing uh, a lot of super heroin stuff for the last couple of years is a new niche for my productions and people seem to really love it so I'm going to start putting out more of those scenes I'm shooting five of those this month uh, i got to go to LA next week and shoot uh, several of those and then um, I'm starting to put out DVDs of, of those films as well um, You know, the, as far as Cox Models we just uh, revamped our whole website after 11 years finally just uh, have a whole new website that's a lot more uh, it's a lot more professional and just uh, you know, user friendly, and it has some more features on there. So, uh, yeah. Other than that, just it's the same old, same old. Just putting a lot of porn out on uh, my websites, Concoction, um, and Horny Household. Awesome, man. Where can the listeners find you on the web, social media, all of the important links for Connor Cox? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Connor underscore Cox. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, the Connor Cox. Um, and. Uh, What's the other major one? Well, that's about, I guess that's about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's about it. Awesome, man. Well, I certainly want to thank you so much for the interview. Yeah, thank you, man.
Thanks for tuning in. If you want more information on this podcast or any of our other adult industry-oriented podcasts, please visit poppychuloradio.com slash afterdark. You can also find Poppy Chula Radio on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Threads. You can also find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Threads. It's at poppychulo one-on-one. It's simply at poppychulo, the number one, the word on, and the number one. And listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. This is Poppy Chulo coming to you live from Exotica, Miami, 2023. Until next time.